Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. This is Tom coming to you from the D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. And as you know, Nick, circumstances conspired against me yesterday. I was unable to watch the game live, but it, I, was re, I was reinforced in our opinion that the condensed game version is a better way to watch the game. Dad, you saw the game. That's the good news. You've seen this game 54 weeks in a row. So I was texting you throughout, and here's the message. <laughs> if y'all want to learn about this game, go ahead and listen to our podcast from last week, or perhaps the week before, or really the past three years of doing this podcast. It's unbelievable, Dad. It's the same game every time. The only difference in the Steelers yesterday was that Deontay Johnson played, and he's very good, and he likes to take the ball and run far with it and sometimes run backwards with it. T.J. Watt it has accounted for more points, really, for this offense than the entire offense has this year. He takes an unbelievable pick. He's had some great picks in his career, some high pointers. This was probably the best one. He dropped back into coverage, read it, came off of his guy, sprinted across the field, hands outstretched, caught it, said, I'm doing it myself! I'm going to do it myself! And he runs across the field. And you're like, yeah, that's an MVP. He runs like a freaking running back. Sprints, kind of weaves. And then Puka Nakua gets him at the end. Puka Nakua, my new favorite player in the NFL. Get, like, he eventually gets him. But TJ gives him the old, like, the underhand swipe swim move. Where, like, you swim move with the ball over the guy's head with your right arm. And swipe him under with the left arm. And to Puka's credit, he held on. But it's just such a coordinated move that only like Najee Harris is going to do on the Steelers. It's, it's hilarious how good he is, but there's, there's a lot of stories behind this game, but I really do think the big one is that Steelers have three points at halftime. They're now, I guess on, I keep seeing conflicting reports about this, but according to the graphic on CBS, they are now 54 games in a row without getting to 400 yards. Kenny, you know, I guess marginally better. It, it's, it feels to me like you're splitting hairs during the first nine-tenths of the game. Kenny on the final two drives, Pro Bowl quarterback. Like, unbelievable final two drives. He's spectacular, sticking in the pocket, making every throw. It's the same game every time. It, it's absolutely shocking. Well, as I said, I did get watch the condensed version, and TJ's pick, it, it's, why isn't he playing slot, too? He should be a two-way player. His he is. A, great form. Yeah. Well, they so would never wanna, throw him. That's that's the problem. <laughs> there's yeah. that. So I, of all that I've seen so far, and I haven't seen to the end of the game, I think my favorite play was the run that Najee had after the pick, that thing along the sideline yeah. where he 
he twinkle toed himself to stay in bounds and he did the leap over the guy and like outstretched arm to get to the goal line. He didn't, yeah. wasn't successful, but talk about body that control. Cool. Yeah. He is outrageously coordinated. He's becoming my favorite player. Like he and Deontay in certain ways. I mean, at the end of the day, look, you know, Ben favorite player of all time fall very closely behind by AB and Le'Veon. I'm a receiver guy. So if Pickens can <laughs> Pickens is a very fun player, but you know, Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, I have a special soft spot for because I think those are really good players who are, you know, sub. They are not as good as A.B. and Le'Veon Bell, but they're better than James Conner and Juju, if that makes sense. But they're rated by the fan base like trash or something. And they just keep their – they're just such team guys. They never have outbursts, Deontay and, and Najee. And, and they're so much better than what they get credit for within the fan base and nationally. People know who they are nationally, but these guys would be making – a lot of noise if the Steelers weren't in a historic run of bad offense, like a Chicago Bears era of offense, right? And so I love seeing Najee succeed like that. And you said it right. The body control is is absolutely outrageous. And speaking of Najee, I'm saying we're playing the same game every week. And I'm not even being hyperbolic when I say that. It it truly is like, this is who the Steelers are. We know it. They're going to beat some of these 500 teams. It is cool to see them win on the West Coast, yada, yada, yada. Now, I will say there are microscopic improvements, you know, similarly to last year. Najee Harris has played, I don't know, three great games in a row. The offense can't stay on the field, so you're not seeing him get to 100 yards. I mean, I think both of Najee and Jalen had their first touchdowns of the year against the Rams, I believe. Um, And so there are little microscopic improvements. Najee is running very well, very hard, and emotionally. I love seeing him truck guys, get up, and celebrate after. Uh, Deontay being back is just absolutely massive. It takes the focus off. I think he had, you know, like 80 yards. You know, Pickens negated about 15 of those. We'll get into to Pickens' hilarious game. Pickens goes over 100 with a very up-and-down game from him, and you just see what it can look like when you have both of those guys. Kenny... Again, it's marginally better. He hit a couple phenomenal throws. In the fourth quarter, he hit unbelievable throw after unbelievable throw. Fourth quarter, Kenny's a different guy. But he did make some nice throws over the middle of the field, particularly to, well, always to Pickens and Deontay. A couple slants, a couple digs, the phenomenal post that Kenny hit um, to the the 30-yard or whatever to Pickens to kind of get the game within reach. Even the play before the refs gave the Steelers the victory when Kenny got stuffed on a QB sneak and the ref said, eh, he made it, which by the way, we'll take it. That's the NFL. We've been on the other side of that enough times and will be in the future. But um, the throw before that where they, I don't know if they brought a zero blitz, but basically they, they took 16 or 17 Rams players, blitzed them up the middle, and, and they were going to Kalima. I believe that's the Indiana job. Kalima! Where they 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 kind of in Indiana Jones they rip your heart out through your body. They were going for that move against Kenny Pickett, and off of his back foot fired a laser to Allen Robinson running a slant route, who had a guy tightly contested on him, and then a safety who made an incredible tackle to save the first down. But that was a big boy throw. Hey, the game's on the line, and everyone's coming at you. You're gonna have to make a throw off your back foot like an NFL quarterback. Perfect throw. So yeah, marginal improvements. And then I'll say defensively, if you turn to that side, Joey Porter. 
Joey Porter Jr. Like, I guess everyone says, look, he can't tackle, but at least he can cover. Like, I don't know if he had three pass breakups. It was definitely two. He is such a significant cover upgrade already than Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. That's encouraging. And then, oh, yeah, the parts that we already know are good are great. Minka Fitzpatrick, very appropriate that Troy himself was at the game with it being in L.A. And you just see the shades of Troy with, again, the selfness, selflessness from Minka Fitzpatrick, who played incredible run defense all day because they make him do it at this point. And, oh, yeah, TJ and Highsmith are good, right? So defense has been pretty good. They, they limited Cooper Cup to almost nothing. And then my new favorite non-stealer in the league, Pukunikua, was out of this world good with 150 yards. But some of that was like, man, he made an incredible catch there. So, yeah, there's marginal improvements. And uh, I guess when I talk about all the self- selflessness is maybe that should be some of the moral of the story, which is you're conflicted in these games because your, your draft pick is getting higher every time you win a pointless game like this because you know you're going to lose by 40 to a Dolphins team or whatever, right? So you're kind of sitting there wondering like, where is this going? On one hand, there's no way Canada gets kept for another year. I would be absolutely shocked, kind of no matter what happens for the rest of the season, right? And so from that standpoint, you could say, okay, well then I'd like to see us play as well as we can. I'd like to see the Steelers stick together and have this team mentality. You see how valuable it is. The Steelers keep winning despite being outplayed in every game, right? They did it again. They got outplayed the whole game. They won the game. The Rams missed three field goals, referees helped out a little bit at the end there for the Steelers. They keep winning. Well, they got great culture, so hopefully that helps going into next year. What were you, what were you going to say, Dad? I'm going to forget this. Uh, would you go with Pukunakua or Chidiawuma? Uh, That's like 1A and 1B. Yeah, I, honestly, Pukunakua, because of the, he has more consonants to sort of jump off of there. Obviously, if we have to pick one, we go with our guy, Chidi. But, what do you uh, attribute? So, what do you attribute? I'll talk, I, I, here's <laughs> my team. answer. I think that we are playing team. Teams are playing down to us. That's how we're winning. I mean, all credit to the defense, and then oh, some yeah. sparks on offense, and some just, you know, some game turning plays. But look at what happened. Look, Baltimore shot themselves in the foot. All those drop <laughs> passes. Uh, you, you talked about yesterday's yesterday's game. But is that how the Steelers are winning? If you had to pick a theme for the, you know, for the wins. The Rams are a really, really well-coached team, but they suck. They have no talent outside of Pukunikua, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. Like, oh, wow, those are a lot of big names. Who else do they have? Literally no other players. Like Kevin Dotson starts at them. for gar- Like, they, they have nobody. So they're an average team. The Steelers were really outplayed by that average team the entire time. Their field goal kicker, he missed 50 yarders. You know, it's going to happen. But guy missed three field goals in one game, yada, yada. The Steelers, as we've said, that's their strategy. You, it's drag them to hell. We're going to take what you do, and we're going to make you play disgusting football. And nobody's going to want to watch this game until the last two drives when Kenny Pickett turns into a superstar. And that's what the Steelers do. But... If they play Miami, the Steelers will will lose by 30 points. They lose they lose big to these upper tier teams in the NFL, but that's not really relevant right now. Like we know that's where the Steelers are. Our question is where are they going? And them winning these games 
so ugly. I mean, they've gotten outplayed in all these games and they keep winning them. So that that gives you two options, Dad. One, it's scary because it provides confirmation bias for the Steelers. Hey, we are doing something right. We are just a few plays here or there away from winning. Look at us. We keep winning no matter what. Let's not make giant changes. And that's scary because I think Mike Tomlin needs to make massive changes. I think he needs to get out of his comfort zone, something he preaches a lot. It's like in the offseason, you're not going to get the best offensive coordinators because they're going to get head coaching jobs. So you're going to have to find a guy who can coach. And in my opinion, you should bring in multiple people to form a new st- – like a new department of offense needs to be formed because it's so broken – And when you watch this team, and I know you can put a lot of it on the quarterback or whatever, but no, you can't. Because your resume for your offensive strategy is public information. We have three games of tape. And I know there are things that the public, no matter how smart you are when it comes to football, the public won't know everything. Tomlin knows these people on a personal level. There are issues inside the building. Who knows if Deontay or Pickens... Like, it's like, look, we'd love to run them on option routes, but we try to run them on option routes in practice. They can't do it. You know, whatever that is, I'm aware that there's some things we don't know. But I think Mike and the staff are giving themselves too much credit because there's plenty that the public can see, and there's 31 other teams to compare it to, and there's 31 other executives, and then there's, oh, yeah, the results. 54 games without 400 yards. It is what it is. The sample size is too big. So... When you win games in stupid ways like this, you get nervous from that confirmation bias. But at the end of the day, I do always kind of slide back after win in more terms of like, you can see the players, you can see Mike Tomlin, you can see the team. They have not lost the locker room. They have not. George Pickens isn't demanding trades. He's doing crazy stuff. But you see the talent there's so much talent on the team. So I guess we got to blowing it up and trying to draft Michael Penix. You know, it's not going to happen. The Steelers are already too far behind the, the Cardinals and the Bears of the world in, in the win-loss column, right? But I think it is positive to see the Steelers take these strides. And we will find out in the offseason what they do with the Department of Offense. And that's coordinator and quarterback. Because I love to see Kenny on that last drive. We are only six games in. There is, what are they? We're a third done with the season. There's a lot of time left for Kenny to take more steps, but I don't want them to be conservative when it comes to him or somebody else, although, damn it, he looked amazing on the last couple of drives. Well, we're out of the bye week. What was the statistic for, for Mike coming out of bye weeks? It's pretty lopsided towards, you know, he comes out in a positive yeah. way after a bye week and, you know, we can cross our fingers and see if, you know, the momentum started at the end of the fourth quarter and continues next week. I, I have a, an observation just run by you. This, this, sure. I'm manufacturing this observation, but in a way, having Cam on the on the sideline is good. I feel like it's sort of effective bubble bubble wrapping for him. Does it extend him yeah. a little longer? Because you know what, is he going to make that much of a difference? I would rather have great some point. like a great. I'd like Great to have point. Ben come back and help the offense more than I need Cam to, you know, buttress the the defense. I think the guys on defense are playing above the line, but I kind of like to see him extend his career a little bit and get into next year. 
Yeah. I don't know how long this injury will last. Nobody's talking about him. I never thought of that. That's an amazing point. Well, he's trying to come back in a couple of weeks. He, he's desperate to get back out there, and I couldn't agree more. That's a great point by you. He, he's not going to change anything. Obviously, he's amazing. He'll make more plays. But the defensive front is good. It's the secondary where we could really use an, another guy. That would make a real big difference. Cam doesn't make – Cam doesn't call plays. We know what the issue with this team is. It's the offense. It's the play calling. And then kind of as a function of that, the quarterback and not knowing what's up – now, I'll say there are, there are other storylines offensively that, to me, are funny to follow. Uh, John Ledyard, who we shout out a lot on this podcast, one of the best analysts out there, big Steelers guy's got a Steelers podcast now again called Yin's No Ball. He, had a, he always makes a great point about these receivers. Like, the Steelers can never have a normal receiver. Pickens and Deontay check all the Steelers' boxes. One, obscenely talented. Two, psychos. Basically, like terrible decision makers. So Deontay on a phenomenal third down conversion in the first half catches the ball. I don't know. Their 30 something yard line immediately catches it and reverses field. He was on the right side of the field, starts running backwards, goes all the way across the field. And I remember seeing that. And when he catches it and runs backwards into the side a little bit, I actually did recognize in my head, like, I think that's actually the right move. And it's third down. There is a bit of a crease there. You're going to get tackled if you don't reverse field. But everyone's going to kill him for running backwards, even though I think this is the one appropriate time for him to do it. Lo and behold, it works. You just see we've been missing that. We don't have that. Jalen Warren does it sometimes when you see, man, it's nice to see a guy get in the open field and move. But Pickens who's always looking to get on the highlight reel for the blocks, which is kind of a double-edged sword. He he has a very dumb crackback block. He does pull up on the guy. Like, he doesn't absolutely murder him. He turns his shoulder and hits him. So you see it kind of run through his mind. Oh, I can't completely kill this guy. But crackbacks are illegal. They just lost the Jets a game. Or or I guess the Jets ended up winning that. But, like... You can't crack back at all. You can't make contact with him. You got to run in front of him and sort of just like not basketball screen him, but sort of do something like that. So Ledyard did point out it's a really selfish play. Like you're trying to get on the highlight reel. We have the first down. We'd be at the five-yard line. And the Steelers, I don't know what the Steelers' percentage is inside the five, but I feel like it might be a little bit better than we'd expect recently. Um because they definitely, well, I guess Jalen Warren ran at him from outside of the 10 on an v- incredibly well-blocked play. Such a well-blocked play. I know the Rams don't have anyone except for the great one. But, uh, yeah, that happened. And then you, Najee Harris had a nice touchdown inside there. But, yeah, so Pickens does that. Later at the end of the game, on the third down, to determine the outcome of the game, the refs call one of the worst pass interferences I've ever seen on former Steeler, Akilla Witherspoon, who's guarding Deontay Johnson. On the TV copy, it looked initially, oh, he interfered with him. You see the replay. He didn't even lay a finger on Deontay. Deontay and Kenny just had a miscommunication. I think Deontay was going for the back shoulder. Kenny was throwing it in front of him. And so it just sort of gave the appearance that Witherspoon impeded his progress. Witherspoon was celebrating like a psychopath. Deontay was triggered by that and then runs up into his face and gives him the shh sign. <laughs> and the, he gets a penalty. They offset. The Steelers have to try a third down again. Kenny makes that really nice pass to Allen Robinson, the yeast master. Uh, 
the safety for the Rams stops him short, yada, yada, yada. And at one point, you see Mike Tomlin go up to Deontay and Pickens, pull them both in, puts his arms around their shoulders, like almost their neck, you know, like a dad pulling his son. It's like, boys, love the aggression, love the aggression. Stop actively gaining yards for the Rams, please. So it's kind of fun to watch these storylines occur underneath, but, you know, just playing the same game every single week. The Steelers win. They on the they almost don't deserve to, right? It's frustrating because they are just so significantly more talented than the Rams, and that's not how the, the win should look. Not sure if they took a step forward or not. I, I do think it was a slight step forward, particularly considering the end of the game. But the Steelers have the Jaguars next week. Now we find out a little bit more. So I'm very excited. The Jaguars are a really solid team. I don't think that they're a world beater. I think in in some circles they're a little bit overrated. If you look at them with uh, Peterson's their coach, they're one of the top five teams. I think this is actually according to the Inns No Ball podcast. uh, One of the top five, maybe. No, it might be another one. might be Sims or something. But top five teams in scripted plays. So first 15 plays of the game. Peterson, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, they're phenomenal. We are going to have to watch Travis Etienne, which is frustrating because he's amazing, and we took Najee over him, which at the time a lot of people you know, wondered about. It is what it is. We love Najee, but Travis Etienne's really good. But then once the Jaguars get outside of their top 15, they are past number 20. They're like bottom 12 for offense. The Steelers are the number one worst team in the first 15 to 25 plays of the NFL. And as John Ledyard pointed out, they'd have to score in their first five plays for the rest of the season just to like get into 31st place. It's so bad that it, they can, they will never be able to get out of last place. So we'll see if the Jaguars come out to a big lead and, and if the Steelers have to come back. But I think the Steelers have a chance. I said I think the Steelers would lose this game to the Rams because of the McVay and Shanahan advantage over the Steelers. Rams had plenty of chances to get that done. I said the Steelers are far more talented than the Rams. Whatever. This game is, is pretty interesting. I, I'd be pretty pumped if the Steelers won this game against the Jaguars. But what I really want is just a first down in the beginning of the game. Because if the Steelers go three and out again, well, honestly, I'll do nothing. Except for be very angry. But anyways... I, I expect what will happen this week is the Steelers will win 18-17 to 17 on the last second touchdown pass from Kenny Pickett to George Pickens, which will put Kenny over 100 yards passing for the game. And uh, it'll just be this. And the Jaguars, you know, Travis Etienne will be running on an 80-yard touchdown. Sometimes he'll, he'll crap his pants or something absurd will happen. He'll look by, oh, what happened? TJ will pick it back up. Run it to the three yard line, and then we'll dive it in. And you know, did you make that call teams. last week? I forget what you said at the end of the podcast. You made a prediction at the end of the podcast last week that was kind of off the wall. It might have had something no. to do with TJ scoring. Uh, I don't remember, but I, I said, "Look, I think the Rams are going to win." You, I always say, like, you need TJ to score or TJ to get the ball close to the end zone, think which you is a, a new opinion prediction. I've developed because I didn't uh, I didn't predict he would score. I probably would never do that. I would joke about it. But I've always even said when it comes to defense, you can't predict, like, hey, you could get a pick six. 
it, it, that's too random. Well, with the Steelers, it happens every, it's happened like five out of six weeks. So, and I know it's not a pick six, but getting the ball down to the inside of the 10 yard line, it's pretty crazy. The regularity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we start the day, uh, the week on a high, and um, we look forward to next Sunday against the Jaguars. So We do. Hit us up on X at Steelers Outpost. Shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye.